It can be really hard for us to relax at night. We're always thinking about covering crime. But the good news is our wonderful new sponsor, Via, has a terrific product that helps us unwind. Via Hemp has a wide range of terrific gummies of both the THC and THC-free varieties. They can help you with focus, recovery, sleep, creativity, or just plain enjoyment. These products legally ship to all 50 states. I really liked Zen in particular. This is a yummy blueberry option that lets you catch a chill sleep with help from CBN and CBD. It's really helped me turn off my brain and settle down for the night. I also got a shout out Flow State. It helped me feel energized throughout the day. Like not to brag, but I got a lot done. I'm talking about doing several interviews and editing a whole show from start to finish, not to mention jumping on some of the latest filings in the cases we cover. It really made me feel sharp and ready to tackle any challenge. I couldn't recommend this more. Via has so many great gummy options to choose from. Everything from guava berry low dose that allows you to microdose THC to the chill-inducing Delta 9 gummy dreams. Head to viahemp.com and use code MSHEET to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies. That's viahemp.com and use code MSHEET at checkout. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Enhance your every day with Via Hemp. Again, if you're 21 and over, you can get 15% off plus a free pack of award-winning gummies with our exclusive code, msheet at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P dot com. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. A couple of weeks back, we drove to Delphi. It's a small town not far from West Lafayette, the home of Purdue University. Delphi is also the seat of Carroll County, which has a population of around 20,000. We parked near the Freedom Bridge, a pedestrian walkway that goes across one of the busiest roads in town. This bridge connects to the Delphi Trails, once the natural highlight of this Indiana town. Now, because of what happened on a sunny winter's day in 2017, Delphi is a name synonymous with a horrific crime. As we walked deeper down the trail, our way bordered on each side by towering trees, barren of leaves. The sounds of traffic and the outside world grew fainter and fainter. 
We felt increasingly isolated as we hiked along. Four years ago, Liberty German, 14, and Abigail Williams, 13, died here. They have not been forgotten. Not by the people all over the world who heard their story, and certainly not by the people of Delphi. There is a small, impromptu memorial to them on the trail, a place where hikers have left flowers and crosses and a miniature angel and other mementos, many inscribed with the names of the girls. Having recently moved back to Indiana, we've noticed that this is also a case that people continue to talk about, even after four years without answers. Listeners have also requested that we take a look. So even though it falls outside our usual focus on restaurant homicides, Kevin and I decided to do an intermittent series of episodes on Delphi. We'll conduct ongoing research on the case and release an episode offering a look at a particular person of interest or theory on a monthly basis. The trail that Libby and Abby took over four years ago is now closed off with a chain-link fence. So we took a different path into the forest. We kept walking even when we got to the end of the marked trail. Emerging from the woods, we found ourselves at the bottom of a steep hill on the banks of Deer Creek. The water was shallow and green in the sunlight. A tall bridge loomed against the blue sky. We'd found Delphi's Monon High Bridge, a relic of the old Monon Railroad that used to cross the state, connecting Chicago to Indianapolis. The aged, abandoned railroad bridge was always a bit of a local landmark, the sort of place you would visit with your friends and pose in front of for pictures. We felt uncomfortable to be there, as if we were outsiders, intruding on sacred ground. As we looked around, we thought about Liberty and Abigail, or Libby and Abby as they often went by, and how scared they must have been as they lived their last moments in this quiet, eerily beautiful place. My name is Anya Kane. And I'm Kevin Greenley. And this is The Murder Sheet, a weekly true crime podcast. We don't just rely on skimming the headlines. We dive into these cases to bring you in-depth coverage. We're The Murder Sheet, and this is The Delphi Murders. It was supposed to be a holiday for Libby and Abby. Monday, February 13, 2017, 
was a day off from school, a day to relax and have fun. They thought it would be a good idea to head out to the trail and walk across Delphi's Monon High Bridge. When you're 14 and 13, things are a bit more complicated than when you're an adult. It wasn't enough to just get the idea. They had to get permission and then arrange for someone to drive them out there and for someone else to drive out and pick them up. But they worked it out. Libby's grandmother said it would be all right. Libby's sister, Kelsey, said she could give them a lift there. And Libby's father, Derek, said he would give them a ride back home. Kelsey dropped them off there at about 20 to 2 in the afternoon, and the girls headed off down the trail towards the bridge. We don't know for sure when they got there, but a few minutes after 2 p.m., Libby uploaded a picture of the bridge to Snapchat. And a couple of minutes after that, she uploaded a second image, this one showing Abby on the bridge. At some point soon after that, the girls ran into someone, a man. Libby recorded at least a portion of the encounter on her phone, but only a few moments of it have been released. The man calls them guys and tells them to go down the hill. Here is that audio, as released by the Indiana State Police. We don't know exactly what happened next, but Abby and Libby did not show up when Derek German arrived to pick them up. He tried to call and text them. He walked the trails looking for them. He didn't have any luck. As he grew increasingly concerned, he reached out to family and friends who joined in the search for the girls. No one found them. After a few hours, they called the police and a more thorough search began. But the searchers still did not find the girls. As the hours passed and the sky darkened, the search was called off for the night. Let's take a quick break from the murder sheet to tell you about a podcast investigating yet another unforgettable crime. The Orange Tree is a seven-part series about a 2005 homicide that happened near the University of Texas at Austin. The murder of 21-year-old Jennifer Cave, who was shot, dismembered, and left in a bathtub at her friend Colton Petoniak's apartment, continues to haunt the area to this day. Like the Burger Chef murders, this case features plenty of twists and turns, including Colton's flight to Mexico with another UT student, Laura Hall. Both were later convicted in connection with the crime, although Colton has continued to appeal his verdict and claim innocence. The business student turned convicted murderer now says that he doesn't even remember much about the night Jennifer died. The Orange Tree is reported on and produced by Haley Butler and Tanu Thomas, who were both seniors at the University of Texas when they started this project. Together, Haley and Tanu strive to piece together this tragic story in an in-depth podcast that features audio from courtroom scenes and interrogation rooms, prison phone calls, and exclusive interviews with both the perpetrators and the victim's family. You can binge all seven episodes of The Orange Tree today on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. A weight loss journey can feel like a lonely struggle. 
but it doesn't have to be. For so many of us, lifestyle changes like deciding to lose weight, adopting a nutritious diet, and taking up fun exercises are all about putting our own health and wellness first. But it can be really hard to know where to begin or how to keep the weight off once we've seen some progress. Quick fixes like soup diets and juice cleanses are unsustainable. There's a much better way to embark on this journey that over 200,000 people have already chosen. We're talking about the Row Body Program. Here's how it works. Row gives you access to one of the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Their Row Body Program then sets up a comprehensive weight loss program tailored to your specific lifestyle, health status, and goals. In addition to the weekly shot, you get one-on-one coaching with a registered nurse. That can help you adopt and stick with lifestyle changes like exercise routines and nutritious diets. It's a comprehensive program that sees participants lose 15 to 20% of their weight in a year on average. But the real benefit is that you keep that weight off. This is weight loss at its most sustainable. With Roe, the average weight loss is 15 to 20% of your weight in one year, in conjunction with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roe.co slash msheet. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. Go to roe.co slash msheet. That's roe.co slash msheet. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And now, back to the murder sheet. The bodies of the girls were discovered the next day, not far from the bridge. The police have never revealed exactly where they were found or how they died. But Robert Ives, then the chief prosecutor of Carroll County, told us that it did not appear to be a crime of passion. Ives added that he suspects the killer acted alone and that he may have killed before or may possibly kill again. In the days after the murders, the police revealed that Libby recorded the man police believe killed her and Abby. They released images and audio from that recording. We played the audio earlier in this episode, and we'll play it again now. By recording her attacker, Libby bravely took a step toward helping to solve her own murder. It seems unthinkable that the killer remains unknown. In addition to the video, the police released a sketch of their suspect. He appeared to be middle-aged with facial hair. A couple of years later, investigators in a hastily called press conference announced they were going in a new direction in their investigation. They then released a second suspect sketch. This one showed a younger man with no facial hair. These two very different sketches have sown much confusion among people who care about this case. That confusion, along with the lack of public information about the circumstances of the girls' deaths, seemed to have fed the fires of social media speculation. Reddit and other sites 
are full of people offering their theories and ideas about who may have been responsible and why they might have done it. Some of the chatter seems obviously implausible and quite easy to dismiss, but portions of what is out there seems like it could potentially help unlock the mystery of what happened to Libby and Abby. The problem is that sometimes it is difficult to separate the wheat from the chaff. There are whispers about an area Snapchat user with a suspicious interest in 14-year-old girls, who is now serving time for a violent murder. Speculation about various conspiracies and cover-ups. Hints of possible connections to crimes in other areas. Rumors about a child molester arrested in a nearby county. Dark tales about a local rapist who killed himself after a confrontation with police. And that is just the beginning. We want to try our best to sort it all out, to try to determine what is worth paying attention to and what can be easily dismissed. We owe as much to the girls and to all those who care about them. Join us in about a month for our deep dive into one of the most compelling persons of interest in this case. Meanwhile, if there is an angle or person of interest in this case you would like to see us explore, please let us know via email at murdersheet at gmail.com. We would like to thank Laura and Michelle for suggesting we cover this case. What happened to Libby and Abby in a small town in Indiana has since been covered extensively by media outlets all over the world. When we researched this introductory episode, we found the local coverage in the Indianapolis Star and from Wish TV especially helpful. We also relied upon an excellent timeline available online at actusreus.com. The extensive discussions around the case at the Delphi Murder subreddit can be overwhelming, but they are also indispensable for anyone interested in this case. Anyone with information about these murders is encouraged to send tips to this email address, abbyandlibbytip at c-a-c-o-s-h-r-f dot com. Information sent by email is kept confidential and is only shared with investigators. The telephone tip line is 844-459-5786. Tips are also accepted by the Indiana State Police at 800-382-7537 or by the Carroll County Sheriff's Department at 765-564-2413. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Murder Sheet. Special thanks to Kevin Tyler Greenley, who composed the music for The Murder Sheet and who you can find on the web at kevintg.com. To keep up with the latest on The Murder Sheet, please make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Murder Sheet, and on Facebook at MSheet Podcast or by searching Murder Sheet. For exclusive content like bonus episodes and case files, become a patron of The Murder Sheet on Patreon at patreon.com slash murder sheet. If you enjoyed listening to The Murder Sheet, please leave us a five-star review to help us gain more exposure and send tips, suggestions, and feedback to murdersheet at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening.